2: On 93.7, the ticket and the ticketfm.com. Back live at Chick fil A. What a beautiful day. I might go golfing afterwards. I mean, it's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> and it's a beautiful day to come here at Chick fil A at South Point uh, and use your app, your Chick fil A app, to order or scan, get rewards points. You'll be registered for a free tailgate meal for 15 people. The nuggets, the fresh fruit, iced tea, or lemonade, and the winner will be drawn. Uh, and contacted tomorrow. Uh, as we welcome in Brian Munson of HuskerOnline.com. Hi, Brian. How are you?
0: Hey, guys. You enjoying a little Chick fil A there?
2: Yeah, yeah. We've got great, great weather as well. What's the weather like in Texas today? Oh, it's probably 75.
0: It, <laughs> I do believe it's actually 75. It just It just warmed up, <laughs> though. I mean, because. I was up in Nebraska. Obviously, wanted to check out UNK and see if they could get their their playoff berth clinched. And uh, we were actually oh. over to Omaha on Sunday for uh, Hamilton at the Orpheum, and then we drove back. But the weather was incredibly different from Thursday, yeah. Friday last week, and driving yeah. northbound with that with that headwind. Um, yep. And then obviously Saturday morning was a little bit chilly as well.
2: Brian Munson of HuskerOnline.com. dot com. We were just talking before we uh, introduced your segment. Uh, what's Scott Frost going to do with the offensive coordinator position? I think, uh, more importantly, do you think that he'll give the offensive coordinator, whoever he is, a free reign to hire the assistants?
0: Ooh, I hadn't thought about that. I thought you were going to ask me free reign on calling the plays, and I was going to say, well, I yeah, think he's going to he's gonna have to that do too. that anyway to get the guy there to, to kind of you know get the right guy in place. I think th- there wouldn't be a, a, a qualified enough, offensive coordinator that i think would take that job without having that ability to basically to call their own place but going back to i think that obviously the offensive coordinator is going to have to have some sort of an idea of what of, of the offensive assistant staff that he needs to pull together he's going to want to go talk to talk to beckton a little bit figure out some things talk to scott And then I think they're going to want to go ahead and and view all the applicants and and talk about people, obviously, that are in their networks, about who they can go talk to and and what they really kind of visualize. I mean, I think offensively it's going to come with the identity of the offensive coordinator of what they want to really kind of do, number one. But number two, I think that they also need to really focus on recruiting. Um, I think it's really telling with the, the, the lack of numbers of kids from Texas, from California that are really on the roster right and i think that they need to do a a good job to to bring in some folks that can help by recruiting those those areas where you know the the perception is or the reality is that there's a really good high school football that's being played there and those are some talented talented rich areas with population where you could go out there and spend a lot of time, and, and, and I think you know, add some guys to your roster. There's still kids down here in Texas that 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 love that love Nebraska, love the attention. The brand still means something. They can go up there and still, and still think you know, a lot of basically that offer from Nebraska. If that's if that's any, at all any type of question mark to, to the to the staff. Up there.
3: Well, it was kind of a kind of interesting this past week. The Husker coaches, you know, went out on the recruiting trail or whatever. Um, it, it, a big part of this move was kind of the thought that you didn't want the Ryan Helds or you know any of the, any of the fired coaches to go out there and recruit when they weren't going to be back. Um, but how much how much <laughs> how much less awkward I guess is it to have an interim guy that also isn't going to be the, the coach there, but will likely be back on the staff at at, at some way recruiting out there on the recruiting trail.
0: Well, it's interesting because I got a, I got a totally random phone call either on Thursday or Friday when I was traveling. I think it was Friday. Um, you know, uh, the, the the interim quarterbacks coach Steve Cooper was was reaching out and recruiting a guy out of Temple, Texas. Um, so there, there is some recruiting, some things that are kind of happening still there. I mean, uh, although it's on the defensive side of the football, Orlando Trader uh, the central Michigan commitment picked up in Nebraska offer. And, and obviously is going to be coming in for a, De- a December official visit, which is a little bit different outside the, outside the scope just because it's on the defensive side of the football. But the guy in temple, Texas was an offensive guy. And, and so I, I, I found that a little bit interesting, obviously, and it's a 2022 player as well. So I found that a little bit interesting that of course they were doing that. And Scott Frost was in, in Texas as well this week, uh, this weekend checking out, um, uh, Dylan Rayola, uh, Burleson playing against Mesquite Poteet. So, I think that there is some work happening. It's just, it's really, really difficult to to do anything kind of meaningful right now. And and I think that you know when it comes to the offensive side of the football, um, I think you're still going to find you know your needs are, are going to be coming in the in the portal. You know because you're still looking like offensive linemen, possibly quarterback. You know, and, and so that, that would be the, the, the two or three guys I think that they want to still land on the offensive side of football
2: or will probably um, be portal guys. Uh, Brian Munson of HuskerOnline.com. That famous comment comes to my head, and it does all the time, from Scott Frost when he was introduced as head coach. Well, they're going to have to adjust to us. Uh, and there's no doubt that Nebraska has adjusted to this league. Uh, but when you look around this league at the offenses that work or what Nebraska should do going forward, what, what, what are your opinions on that?
0: Um, they have to get physical up front. They need to get some road graders. There they, they, needs to be – if you want to talk about being multiple, the, the, the multiple side isn't like, well, we're going we're gonna to kill you with outside talent. we got a, we got a gunslinger for a quarterback. No, the, the multiple side is, you know, RPO. The multiple side is some sort of a read option. And you could put the lead option in the RPO game together very, very easily that that is that's a simple thing to do. i mean RPO option out running running back you just you just put another option out there on the on the end of that with a tag as a quarterback. You could just tag an RPO play as a as a quarterback keeper if something else kind of goes along with it and almost do kind of like a like a lead like a running back lead with the, with the running back you know paving the way for the quarterback to go ahead and get yards, which I, I think Nebraska's kind of done a little bit, but there's 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 definitely there's definitely some things I think that up front Nebraska has to start looking and trying to do things within their technique uh, when it comes to their offensive line, the the inside zone game, you know, getting getting better with the outside zone, uh, going hat on hat when you need it, and, and drive blocking and getting people off the line of scrimmage. I think that those those are some things obviously that that they're they're they're, they're impacting the, the way that, that basically the play call has to happen too because you you really can't put comfortably the quarterback under center when the guy's operating ninety ninety five plus percent of the time you know out of the gun so what what are you doing inside the five are they they've got to find some things that that work in certain parts of the field when it's fourth and one or when you're first and goal from the two and. And and you have to then make adjustments up front to to get a little bit more physical and, and, and reach uh, reach deep down a little bit and change some things up. So, I think that you start talking about the way things look up front, and then I think you start to then address things as they as they work their way back. You start looking RPO RPO tag quarterback, you know, running back lead draws and and but you start to really address what these defenses were doing with their linebackers three yards off the line of scrimmage the rpo game would have tore that up with a bunch of glance routes and slant routes all day long particularly against a team like oklahoma
1: save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon shop these deals at your local kroger less than five miles away or tap the screen now to download the kroger app to save big today Kroger fresh for everyone prices and product availability subject to change restrictions apply. See site for details.
3: Oh, and it's interesting too. I mean, the, the offense is, is you know, still one of the top ranked offenses in the league. Um, certainly it, it feels like the, the, obviously with the moves made, it looks like the, the offensive staff is kind of the scapegoat there for not getting the points uh, involved or ended up getting the points rather than the total offense numbers there. Um, but uh, I I don't know. I mean, a lot of it has to do with that offensive line. Like you said, they need some road graders in there. Do you see the the potential of Bryce Binhart and, uh, and and Turner Cochran on the on the at the tackle spot? Do you think they're just kind of young and going to develop there, or do you think that uh, you know maybe that one or two of those guys are, are guards potentially moving forward, and you're going to have to find another tackle?
0: Well, I think that's obviously going to be assessed with with the new coach. I, I think that there's there's potential for. Kirk, Corcoran to move over from left tackle to right tackle, I saw less less of an issue or less issues with him on that side and Ben Hart kind of sliding down. But you know, of course now you're now you're hedging your bet that Prohaska can can come back and be that player, of course, that that looked just so amazing just as a as a guy basically, you know, uh twelve months, nine months out of high school. So um, I think there's a lot of questions that they're going to have to look personnel wise to figure out what the best fit is for those guys. They're, they're obviously incredibly talented. Um,
1: yep. it's,
0: it's really going to come down to just fit and development and how they're going to work in this new offense and, and when, of course, you know, some things are going to have to change. But I, I, I think the road grader thing is, is very, very important and it's going to come down to just some technique things they're going to have to go ahead and get cleaned up and then really worry about the development of the guys that are behind them because I, th- I think that there's still uh, oodles of talent that are that are behind there, you know, we, uh, Lutowski, you know, and and, and yeah. some other younger guys and, mm. and, and try to figure out why some guys haven't been more of an impact to this point and, and really get those guys developed and get them ready to play.
2: Yeah, and I wonder how things could have changed. We saw one game with Corcoran on the right side, Teddy Prochaska on the left mm-hmm. side, and they played probably their best game of the year. Uh, And then Prohaska gets the injury and they have to go back to the original lineup. So we'll see. But if you were to put together, we know that this is going to be a very portal heavy recruiting class, along with the maybe 12 other guys in it. Uh, What's your wish list from the portal for Nebraska?
0: uh i think that they're going to need to go ahead and look for a quarterback i think they need to find a guy that that fits what the new offensive coordinator sees i think that you're looking for those road graders like what we talked about just a second ago i think you're looking offensive guard still i think you're looking o guard guard to offensive tackle i think you're looking for some guys that have had some success that are looking to get out and do something new however because they got a coaching head coaching change or or whatever Um, or they've got problems with wherever they're at, need to get closer to home if if they've left around here. So I think that you're looking for those types of guys. Then I think you look over on the the defensive side of the football. I think you're looking, if you're not getting your guy from the junior college ranks for defensive tackle, I think you might be looking for something up front, a little bit more wider body guy that you could put over the nose and just play, play the zero. I think you're looking for pass rushing help. Uh, Garrett Nelson is a, is a, is a, is a, just a, basically a a blue collar punch you know pack his lunch every day kind of guy you need he needs help he needs help opposite him he's he if he is Tomich you're looking for Wistrom you're looking for somebody else to complement him so that that put, pass rush can get home and then i think you're looking then defensive back i think you're still going to try to find a, a defensive back that can help you out you know particularly a guy that really can play corner but then also if it doesn't if you've got some talent there already you could roll him the nickel or maybe even possibly the safety, so a longer six, six foot, 6'2 six six guy.
3: Of course, a lot of talk about 2022 and beyond, but there is actually a game this week uh, against Wisconsin. Camp Randall is always a tough environment, um, but I think the, the best question that we have for this week's game is how much will Nebraska score against that, that really tough defense oh. given Nebraska's own uh, shakeups on the offensive side of the ball?
0: Yeah, and Camp Randall is tough to play in and, and you wish that you would have caught the Badgers a month and a half ago and, and obviously that didn't happen. And this is a this is a team that's got new legs. They've got new fire. And the defense was always there, but their offense couldn't put up points and I don't know what the deal is with Mertz necessarily, but they found their run game. They're back to their old road grading days. And I, I think the defense again can keep Nebraska competitive this weekend. And I think that Nebraska then is looking for, you know, ways to get other guys involved step Scott you know how do you roll how do you roll some different guys out there at the wide receiver position you know you still have the same guy there taking every snap you know as a quarterback so you're, you're, you're trying to find some different ways to kind of let loose on some things and I think that you'll find some chances kind of you know playing loose playing with like nothing to lose kind of mentality and I, I think Nebraska can go out there and really win the last two they're both very winnable I, I think that this weekend is, is a bigger challenge than the following and I think people are kind of raise an eyebrow to that but I think it comes back to the way that the Wisconsin defense is playing the way that Wisconsin is running the football and of course going to Camp Randall and the, and the jump around in the fourth quarter I, I think that those are some tough things for Nebraska to kind of get this week on top of you know rolling four interim staff members into the offensive side of the football.
2: He's Brian Munson of HuskerOnline.com. It is interesting how the conversation about Wisconsin has changed. A month and a half ago, as you mentioned, we were talking about them as maybe one of the five worst teams in the the league, and now they're the best team in the West, and they have Nebraska this week, obviously, then Minnesota at uh, Minnesota to finish out the season. Do you feel like this Wisconsin team could win the Big Ten championship, not just uh, the West, but go beat Ohio State in a championship scenario?
0: And how wild would that be? I mean, they were they were completely ineffective offensively. Was it against Michigan that I was yep. watching that game? Yep. I mean, they were dreadful. I mean, it was just it was it was painful to watch how much they were just basically out of their traditional Wisconsin selves outside of you know just the defense. The the offense was just it was spitting and sputtering. It didn't have, it had it lacked identity. It lacked playmaking. It didn't really have anything to lean on at any one point. It was just ugly. Um, and I think it was a Michigan uh I'm thinking about that a little bit. Yep. in the first part of October, I think. But um yeah, this this is a team now that could go on to win the Big Ten. Um, I think that they pose a a serious threat to Ohio State. I think Ohio State is is clearly still the class of the Big Ten Nebraska saw it just two weeks ago. Um and I think they have playmakers that are that are really emerging, you know, all over the field, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, they got better. They got other wide receivers that haven't even seen the football field. Um, you know that were rated higher than Jackson Smith. With if that can even be uh, if that's even possible or fathomable to kind of kind of digest mm. that a little bit. But um, yeah, they're they're. I think that that's going to be you know potentially your your Big Ten championship matchup right there is Wisconsin and Ohio State.
2: Thirty seconds. Who do you have this weekend? Nebraska, Wisconsin. I'm guessing
0: Wisconsin. I think, an, I think it's another heartbreaker for Nebraska. Yeah. I, I I know that JoJo is not going to be there, and obviously this isn't a game that you would look for a huge JoJo impact because it's a, such a run-based uh, offense, obviously, that they're playing against. So and JoJo's better in space and pinning his ears back a little bit. I think Nebraska loses another heartbreaker. I think they're going to put up close to twenty. I think that they'll have a um, chance to 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 make a couple, take a couple shots, take a couple of risks, get a little loose, and show people what they can do. And I think they'll roll some different guys back there at running back. But it's going to be like twenty to, to twenty-eight or twenty to twenty-seven, twenty-one, um, twenty-eight, something like that. Nebraska loses again, heartbreaker one um, one one score once, loss.
2: Yeah, but that would mean they would cover. So that would be uh, <laughs> there. You go. Uh, the spread is ten this week. Hey, great stuff, Brian. Thanks for the time. We appreciate it. Talk to you next week. Uh, Brian Munson of HuskerOnline.com. dot com. He says twenty eight twenty. I it feels like that could happen.
3: Yeah, it but like it, I mean happen. it's kind of cool too because Nebraska's got the opportunity. Wisconsin looks like they're going to go right to the Big Ten West, like we're talking about. Right. They could ruin those plans. They could fool yeah. those plans, even though the season is is a disaster. It didn't work out the way you wanted it to. Uh, still, like, not just the trophies um, to play for, but the chance to spoil your rival season. They have, they have two opportunities to do that. Hopefully they can at least do one of them down the stretch.
2: Let's go. Uh, let's get to break as well uh, and then talk to Rico. It's the Blog Jog. Coming up next, live from Chick-fil-A, it's Tom and Bach. You're listening to Tom and Bach. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch.